Episode 136, Medline, Five Lessons for Building an Extraordinary Sales Organization. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. You know, The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. He's the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you today. Uh, Dale, it's uh, great to be back with you. How is the, uh, for those who don't listen all the time, how's the leg? Uh, it's getting better all the time. I am getting really close to being able to walk again and I cannot wait. So for those, uh, for those who didn't catch the episode where we talked about what happened, uh, give us a brief description of what happened again. And it's the last time I'll ask you to relive it. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. End of May, 27, uh, end of May, 2017, cause this will be living on, uh, was riding a motorcycle on an ATV trail. Motorcycle went down, ended up breaking both bones, uh, tibia, fibula, plus my ankle. Uh, They rotted and pinned it and nailed and stapled and everything else and said, no wait for six weeks. So I'm coming to the the six-week mark and cannot, like I said, just can't wait to get mobile off crutches uh... and wheelchairs. Yeah, have have you developed uh, a new appreciation for disabled people? I mean, you've been in a wheelchair for like six weeks. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I've never. I feel guilty um, when I see people who are truly disabled. I I really have um, great empathy now, and you know the from the parking spots to how they manage through stores to how they live life day in and day out. It is, it requires tenacity. It requires drive and determination and, um, and a never give up spirit. So yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get in it. Hey, you know, we, we talk often about the businesses that you research and our topic today is Medline. And I, you wrote about this one in, um, think big, act small, correct? So I'm wondering how much follow-up do you do after, after the book comes out, after that core piece of research is done, how much follow-up do you do in watching how a business performs after it hits, after the research hits the pages of your book? Yeah, um, a, a lot, and 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 the reason I do is because I do so many speeches every year around the world. I, I have to make certain that uh, when I'm talking about a company, that my information is not uh, based on what I wrote in a book three years ago, but what they're doing right now. So I th- I think I probably do a dispropor- pay a disproportionate amount of attention uh, to companies that I've written about in the past. But the story of Medline today, and, and as I begin the story of Medline today, uh, you can just listen to it as a is a story of a great company, and everybody loves a great story. But I, but I want everybody to be listening and asking the question: Okay, how can I use this? What does this mean to me? Uh, I, I go through my life imagining that everybody I'm talking to uh, has a little post-it note uh, on their forehead with the word "so what," and so uh, everybody listening, their job is to say, "Okay, what does this mean to me? How, how can I possibly use this?" Now, uh, I'll get to the Medline story in a moment, but first of all, it, let me tell you. 
how much follow-up I've done on, on this one. I originally identified Medline uh, in Mundelein, Illinois, uh, for my book, Think Big, Act Small. And I think that was probably almost uh, nine or ten years ago. And then probably about five years ago, my publisher came to me and said, and, and, and what Think Big, Act Small did is it uh, explained the secrets, explained the operating methodology, the philosophies, and, and how these companies who had grown double digits on the top line and the bottom line every year for 10 years had been able to do that. That was as a result of exhaustive research we identified these companies. So I remember sitting uh, in Mundelein, Illinois, with three uh, of, of the most humble, energetic plugged in executives who get it that I've ever encountered. Uh, Charlie Mills, the CEO, Andy Mills, the president, and Jim Abrams, the CEO. And uh, it started out as a family enterprise. But but here's 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 the backstory. Um, back in 1910, uh, the predecessors of, of Charlie Mills, Andy Mills, and Jim Abrams uh, decided to uh, start a small manufacturing facility uh, in downtown Chicago near the slaughterhouses. And uh, the product was going to be aprons for the butchers in the slaughterhouses. Uh, Chicago was this huge, huge meat processing place at the time. And so it was a huge demand for these. You can imagine what these aprons were that they used in meat packing facilities. And so began uh, creating these aprons uh, for use in the slaughterhouses. And uh, one day, a group of nuns uh, from a neighboring hospital visited, and they asked them if they could start making surgical draping and uh, and, and, and uniforms uh, in the hospital, because the nuns had been sewing them themselves, and the nuns' position was, we would rather be on the front lines giving people care uh, than sewing surgical draping and, and the things that are necessary in hospitals, and could you possibly do it? And so back in 1910 is when the company began, and it was because of this group of nuns that they began actually making surgical draping. Well, uh, today they have become, uh, Medline is the largest privately held manufacturer and distributor of medical supplies in the world. Now listen to this. Um, they've got 1,200 sales representatives, 350,000 different products, which are delivered from 12 million square feet of warehousing uh, all around the United States. Uh, the company uh, had some ups and downs early on, uh, but for years they retained all of their earnings and earmarked them all for growth. Uh, they stayed private and uh, debt-free. Uh, they do not have extra layers of management to slow them down. Uh, they make internal business units compete, and they don't cap commissions. They actually share the wealth. There are salespeople at Medline who make in excess of $1 million a year. And so what I remember is I went back to catch up again on the, on the Medline story. What I remembered very fondly is uh, there have been some times in my life when I've either owned or been in charge of enterprises where uh, where sales were happening, the money was coming in the doors, and uh, you know when you're doing really well, it masks a lot of little tiny problems. And, and, and little tiny problems really remain little tiny problems. They don't loom large when everything's going well. And I remember just how fun it was to go into an enterprise where there's growth all the time and everything is going well. And it's kind of like, huh, 
problem. Let's just take care of it. I mean, it's it, no drama. Let's just take care of it. And it's it's a wonderful feeling to have. Well, it's a feeling that they have all the time in Medline. And and so my question was, what 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 lessons? So Medline has obviously distinguished themselves as one of the premier sales organizations in the world. And so what do that? What have they done? What do they do? I mean, to ensure that they have world class, extraordinary. A sales department. And so what's in it for anybody listening today is you can actually do what Medline does and what they do and how they've built the world's greatest sales organization uh, is very simple. But as I pointed out to you a number of times, uh, Dale, before, uh, simple is hard. Uh, but and but the other thing is this. The things I'm going to tell you that they do, you really have to do in their totality. Don't don't cherry pick and say, well, I'll try this one. I mean, it, it's, all, it's the power of all of these things coming together. So um, are you interested in hearing the five lessons on how Medline has created probably arguably the world's best sales organization. You have me on the edge of my seat. All right. Number one, uh, you have to begin by loving your customers. You have to begin by truly loving your customers. And at Medline, uh, it's just so authentic. They absolutely love their customers. This is not true. This is not true in many businesses where you walk into a business and you can't even get somebody's attention and they're, they're on the phone chatting with a friend or they're behind the counter doing their nails or you're wandering through the store. Uh, I remember being in a Home Depot uh, a couple of weeks ago for a weekend gardening project. And I mean, I wandered around the store like a, like a lost sheep. I mean, for about 20 minutes before I could find somebody to ask a question. And man, I got the most sullen response that you can possibly imagine. And I, I just stood there thinking, you know, this is a huge enterprise. I hope they're doing well. But I mean, I sure don't feel any love. Um, I don't feel appreciated. I don't even feel liked. I, I feel like I'm a big nuisance to somebody just by asking a question. So you have to begin by loving your customers. And, and you got to do that in everything that you do. And that means knowing your customers. I, I love know. your line. 50% of an executive's time needs to be spent getting her or his hands dirty one-on-one -on -one yep. with the customers. Well, we're going to get to that in just a moment, too, uh, because uh, Medline does something that's extraordinary. Number two at Medline, implement the rule of no. Do you know what the rule of no is, Dale? It's this. No one is allowed to say no to a customer without it being advanced to a top leader who can explain why instead of saying no. I, uh, this is profound. This is profound, that no salesperson is allowed to say no. Rather than say no, they're going to advance it to one of the top executives, one of the top leaders in the country, who can then talk to the customer and explain why or accommodate the customer instead of saying no. And this is a hard, fast rule at Medline, the rule of no. No one is allowed to say no to a customer without top leadership being involved in explaining why or accommodating the customer. So that's number two. Number three, and this speaks just to human nature. Um, what do salespeople sell? 
salespeople sell what the easiest thing to sell is. Salespeople sell, uh, t- t- take the course of, of least resistance. And so if a salesperson uh, opens up their, their toolkit and they've got this, 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 and this to sell, what they're going to sell is they're going to sell the easiest thing to sell or the thing that there's already a lot of demand for. So what Medline has done over the years is they have created separate sales forces so that each segment or part of their business has proper recommendation. Uh, not all salespeople can sell all those 350,000 different products because the only ones they'd be selling are the ones that were easy to sell. So they create separate sales forces so that every part or segment of the business has proper representation. Next, I love this one. They pay people for bringing in gross margin, not gross revenue. I remember once somebody said to me, you know, as long as there's lots of money flowing in the doors, you can't go upside down, you can't go broke. Oh, yes, you can. (laughs) Because if there's nothing left at the end of the week or nothing left at the end of the month or nothing left at the end of the year, what has the purpose of this exercise been? So what gross margin is, is a company's total sales revenue minus the cost of the goods actually sold, or COGS, cost of goods sold. And, uh, and and that's what gross margin is. So what Medline does to ensure that they have profitable growth, not just growth for the sake of growth and not just revenue for the sake of revenue, they pay people on gross margin. And uh, this is a, this is something that everybody, this, this has applicability to every single business. Don't pay anybody a commission on gross revenues, pay it on gross margin. But then what they do is because people are paid on gross margin, I mentioned earlier, they have never capped commissions. You can work at Medline and you can eat, you can make a million dollars a year as a salesperson. Not a problem. And you know how companies very often say our salespeople are making too much. We've got to cap these commissions. We can't let them make this much money. Well, I mean, uh, the Mills Brothers, uh, they, they want people to make a lot of money. But now listen, here's the big one. And maybe everybody can buy into what we've talked about theoretically so far, but now they're going to go, ugh, no. And that is this. Everyone at Medline, up to the CEO, has a list of clients. Everybody sells. Everybody talks to clients. Everybody sees clients. Everybody is on the telephone with clients. And very often what happens is, and this is a huge organization. It's an $8 billion organization right now. I'm sure everybody's got a lot of stuff on their plate all the time. And what happens in most companies, they reach some level of revenue. And I don't know if the CEO is just too good to talk to people or too good to have a, an account list or uh, doesn't want to be bothered by customers anymore. But everybody at Medline, including the CEO, has a list of clients and talks to clients all the time, every single week. You put those things together, what you end up with is Medline. I think one of the most extraordinary sales organizations uh, in the world. Definitely that list of five things gives us as business owners something to go back and look at, dissect, and identify opportunities to improve in our businesses. Final words for us? Yeah. So love your customer. Implement the rule of no. Create separate sales forces so every part of the business is proper representation. Pay people for bringing in gross margin, not gross revenues. And never set commission caps. And everyone, including the CEO, has got a list of accounts. Everybody's a salesman. Everybody has to sell. If you're not involved in selling, you're not making a contribution to the organization. Hmm. And what they've done is they have built 
arguably one of the most extraordinary sales organizations in the world. Just year after year of double-digit growth with no end in sight. Congratulations to the guys at Medline, Charlie Mills, Andy Mills, and Jim Abrams, three extraordinary individuals doing extraordinary things. Awesome story and a great follow-up to the research that was done for uh, for the books. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to let folks know that uh, Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can find out how you can arrange to have Jason uh, keynote your next event or leadership conference. Learn about his fees and availability. Check out the website, jason-jennings.com. Click the contact button and follow the instructions there. Definitely. Uh, just go to Amazon. Type in Jason Jennings in the search box. You're going to see those books come up, uh, eight of them in total. Find one that speaks to you. You and uh, and just hit the buy button. It will make your business better. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Make it a great week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.